Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. So, the draft is quickly approaching. ESPN's um, Todd McShay has already done three mock drafts. That's when you know the draft is close. And because of that, there have been some changes in the rankings, specifically with Utah State quarterback Jordan Love. His draft stock has been rising a lot. It has even overpassed the stock of Justin Herbert. But many say that Justin Herbert is the better quarterback. So, Rodrigo, who should be drafted first, Jordan Love or Justin Herbert? I think that Justin Herbert is clearly the better quarterback, and he has everything better than Jordan Love except for natural throwing ability. And I'll get to that in a second. But Justin Herbert is an elite quarterback prospect. He has everything you want in a quarterback. He has the size. He has a cannon for an arm. He hasn't been extremely accurate, but he was pretty accurate in college. He has all the intangibles. He's a great leader, and he's mobile. And the and people have been knocking on him because they say he's too quiet or he doesn't take enough risks. But I just look at him, and I see a guy who can go into any team and immediately make that team better. And sure, he may not have that superstar potential or the potential to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he is definitely not going to be a bust. He has everything you need in a quarterback. And then there's a guy like Jordan Love, who everyone is comparing to Patrick Mahomes. And the reason his draft stock has surged is because of the impact that Patrick Mahomes has on the league. The NFL is a copycat league, and everyone wants to go out and find the next Patrick Mahomes. However, Jordan Love, in my opinion, he's nowhere near where Patrick Mahomes was at this stage in his development. Jordan Love had a pretty good sophomore season, but then his junior season was absolutely terrible. Patrick Mahomes had a very good sophomore season, and then his junior season was incredible. Jordan Love threw 17 interceptions last year against the Mountain West Conference. (laughs) That is not even a Power 5 conference. I understand he didn't have the talent around him, but the bottom line is he wasn't a good quarterback last year. Why are we suddenly acting like this guy is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes if in his last year in college he wasn't even a solid quarterback? I think people are just enamored with Patrick Mahomes and they see Jordan Love, and they see this guy who has a big arm, and he's pretty mobile, and that's about it, and that's why he's surging. But in my opinion, Justin Herbert is just clearly the better prospect. So you mentioned that Jordan Love plays for Utah State, played against the Mountain West Conference, and still didn't have as good a numbers as Justin Herbert, a quarterback in the Power Five. He played at Oregon, um, who has recently been a dominant team has played other very good teams. I think that Justin Herbert has more experience against high-level defenses. He has more experience reading high-level defenses. When you when you watch a Mountain West game, you can pretty much tell what defense the other team is running the second they go onto the field. But in the Power 5 in high-level college football, that's when defenses start to vary. That's when coordinators will start to disguise their defenses. And this leads to probably a higher level 
of knowledge and a higher level of intangibles in Justin Herbert. And when you are drafting an early quarterback, you want someone you can drop into an NFL situation and he will be able to make plays. He's not going to be perfect, but he will be able to make plays. And Justin Herbert's your guy to do that, not Jordan Love. I have to agree with you, too. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's really just like one of the best quarterbacks in the draft, and there's no catch to him. He's six feet six, and which is super tall, great size for an NFL quarterback. And usually with guys like that, they can't really run or they're not very smart and they've just relied on their physical ability. But Justin Herbert, he's fast. He ran a, a four six eight forty and uh his twenty yard shuttles and three cone drills are even better than Jordan Love, who's supposed to be a super athlete, but Justin Herbert's actually like uh, you know, a better athlete than him. And Justin Herbert is super smart. He knows the game of football really well. And he's a fifth-year senior coming out of Oregon. Uh, they thought that he could come out last year. And even last year they were talking about how smart he was after only his junior season. So the XFL started out hot, but ratings numbers have dropped over the last three weeks, which begs the question, is the XFL doomed for its former fate like so many other startup leagues? Will it fail in its first year, or will it be able to get through its first year and become a legitimate league, Jacob? So here's what I think. I think the XFL has a better chance of doing well than the AAF. As you, many of you can recall, was a football league last year that only lasted one season. And here's why. The XFL has a lot more money than the AAF. And if you go into, for example, Fox, which is a pretty big channel, You'll see the XFL games on there while they're being played. However, I do believe that the XFL in the beginning had such good ratings all because of the hype. There was so much hype. Oh, the XFL is coming back. Oh, Vince McMahon is the person in charge. And he has a lot of money and he can make this league do well. And so that's why in the first few games, it's been, you know, have pretty good ratings. But the reason the ratings have gone down is because the football play is just not up to par with the NFL or any other professional football league. All of these players could not make it to the NFL or NFL rejects or played somewhere like the CFL. These players are not making a lot of money, so they don't have they don't have the initiative to, for example, if someone is very good, like PJ Walker, and he gets an NFL contract without even thinking about it, he'll join the NFL. So that makes it so that the XFL will never have any star players, as these players will all go to the NFL for much higher contracts and for much more media coverage and all that. See, I think that that doesn't matter as much for the XFL because every single year they can get new people who get cut from the XFL and who can turn into stars. You see guys like for for the Houston Roughnecks, they have Connie Easley. He was one of the best players uh, in the NFL and helped the Carolina Panthers go to that Super Bowl. And uh, now he's a star in the XFL, and he's got like like four sacks through four games. And he's really helping out, and I think he could go back to the NFL. And really getting, getting players to go back to the NFL gives the XFL more credit because – if you're a fan of the team and you see this guy, you know, walk on, goes into the third wide receiver spot, and then he goes off and gets really good, you want to go watch the XFL now and see, like, where your guy came from and see if there's anyone else that you would want. And I think getting guys to go to the NFL is actually good for the XFL. So I want to tack on to that point. Um, in the book and movie about uh, the Oakland A's Moneyball, Billy Bean hypothesizes that – um, you if 
players play well, they will become stars, not stars are stars, and you need them to win. What that basically translates to is if XFL players keep on playing well, they will become stars. They will become the leading jersey sellers, and they will generate the revenue for the XFL. And so they don't have to worry about their stars leaving to the NFL because then the next best player, the next P.J. Walker, who might get cut from an NFL roster and come in next year, he'll become the star, and then he will um, generate revenue for the XFL. He'll go back to the NFL, and more cut players will become stars, and it's a cycle that ends up benefiting the XFL. And I think uh, on this, on your point, some guys in the XFL who are becoming stars, someone in the NFL, you know, who's a career backup, he says, you know, I see P.J. Walker. Everyone's talking about him. He's really big right now in the football community. People are saying he could go back to an NFL team, and teams actually want him, and they have film on him. Whereas, you know, you spend three years as a backup, and the only film that you have on you is from three years ago, your senior year in college, and you've progressed so much, but no one can see that in your progression because you've just been sitting behind, you know, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Well, you see, I kind of disagree with you, especially about the star part. It's kind of hard to become a star when nobody is watching your games. And that's what you're seeing right now in the XFL, as ratings have steadily decreased week after week after week. And I think, as Jacob mentioned, one of the reasons for this is because just most of the players aren't very good. I mean, sure, you have guys like P.J. Walker, but there's a reason why he got cut from the NFL. You mentioned Coney Easley. I'm not sure if he was one of the NFL's best players with a career high of five sacks, but, I mean, he was okay. And now in the XFL, he's obviously dominating because he's much better than everybody else. So this, along with football fatigue, which is you've had the 16-week NFL regular season, you've had the playoffs, People are kind of starting getting tired of watching football every single week. You want to see some new sports. You want to watch basketball. You want to watch baseball that's coming up. So that's why that's another reason why I think ratings are certainly declining. And as to your point about backups, if you are a backup in the NFL and you are making millions of dollars a year, you are not going to give up that position to go to a league where you're going to be making around $250,000 a year. That is not a financially wise decision to make. And that's why I don't think, the only reason I think the X, the only way I think the XFL makes it is if they start getting players straight out of high school or in their first or second year of college, because that's when they're really going to get the really good players. Because if you don't have good players, people aren't going to watch. And sure, there can be stars in the XFL, even if nobody knows about them. But it's not that great to be a star if you're just a star because the talent level is so low. So it's said that the XFL is losing viewers because the football isn't as good. And while that's certainly true, in my eyes, that's not the exact purpose of the XFL. For me, the XFL is to fill that gap of football that many diehard football fans are lacking. And this is this is kind of exemplary of why the XFL is losing the viewership because as the height is decreasing, only the diehard football fans are sticking around. And while I certainly think that the XFL's infrastructure is much more well-built than the AAF and other startup leagues, so it can definitely last more than a few seasons, the XFL certainly is going to have to attract a more casual football fan if they want to if they want to stay around for a long time. So I definitely think, as I mentioned earlier, I don't think the XFL is going to do well. However, I do believe that the league can exist. 
I just think the fact that it has all these big contracts with Fox and lots of big TV channels, and they have so they have like not these big stadiums, but stadiums you know that have quite a few people. You can see these stadiums aren't very full at these games, and I think the XFL will be able to survive, but only as a much smaller league, something like a D two or a D three college football where they're on TV. They're just not on channels where you would, you know, no big channels, and they don't have to pay a lot of money for their uh, TV contracts. And I think that the XFL is trying to be too ambitious with their size right now. And I think they have to, you know, obviously in the beginning it's going to be doing well, but they have to really, like, they have to take a reality check, and they have to realize that it can't sustain this amount of viewership for this long. See, but Jacob, also on your point, like, really right now, ESPN and Fox – sports like some of them just don't have a lot to cover like if there's not a basketball game going on or not one that they are licensed to have if there's only like two games going on and other networks have it they play like division two college softball or like the spelling bee like someone's gonna want to watch football over that so that's it for today but before i end the episode i'd like to do a couple thank yous First, thank you again to Whataburger, a great sponsor. If you go to the Whataburger specifically on Timmins and Westheimer, we will have a free, actually they will have a free Whataburger waiting for you with purchase of a medium fries and medium drink. You have to mention that the guys at Crunch Time sent you. So go into Whataburger and get that free Whataburger. Secondly, thank you to the brand new shoes for letting us use one of their songs as our intro. A great band out of Chicago. Um, they're on Spotify, on Amazon Music, Apple Music, so give them a listen. Truly great band. That is all for this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast, and see you next time.